1: Okay, let's uh, get into the next hour, and a very sensitive subject for me in particular, actually, because uh, I've been to Pukakura Park on a number of occasions. Uh, I've been there as a spectator, I've been there as a commentator, I've been there as a player, and it is special. It's uh, something about an amphitheatre which involves uh, everybody uh, who uh, actually turns up, and uh, it's been a focal part of cricket in this country for a long, long time. But uh, it uh, may well not be um, in the foreseeable future, unless something can be done about it. Um, And to talk about it now is um, is, uh, a bloke who uh, obviously has had uh, a lot of time playing there himself. Um, He's been a black cap. Uh, He's also, of course, uh, been involved with Central Districts for donkey's years as a player, uh, and now as their head administrator in terms of being the CEO. I'm talking now about uh, Lance Hamilton. Lance, uh, good morning to you. Thank you very much for your time. Good Morning, Smithy. Yeah, right. Well, uh, I guess this is a, a view or, or an issue that is uh, very central to you because it's uh, it's been a very sentimental part of central districts cricket for a long, long time, Pukakura Park. I, for one, would hate to see it go, uh, but they need to make changes, clearly.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um, when I was considering putting in uh, a submission there to sort of support uh, Taranaki Cricket around their, their thoughts for that, I was very much uh, found myself in a nostalgic mood around all of the times I've spent out in the middle over there over the years. And then over the last sort of 13 years with the Stags as well, um, I don't think there's been a game that uh, that I've missed over there. So, um, you know, um, absolutely love playing there and being part of it. And it's a very sort of special part of the cricketing calendar and has been for some time. So, um, yeah, looking to try and uh, support Taranaki cricket in their endeavours around um and getting the, the ground up to speed in the areas that it needs, um, you know, to bring it up to the standard uh, for the grounds around the country, really.
1: Lance, what's what's brought it to this point?
0: Uh, I think like it's been it's been sort of bubbling away for the last week, well, last few years, and um, I think it because of the nostalgia around the ground and everyone's love of playing there. Um, and how it looks on TV, and 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 what the experience is like when you play there. A lot of stuff has been overlooked for a number of years, and then since the uh, since the double um came into play around the the T20 Super Smash, it's really um, sort of highlighted some of the shortcomings of the ground around the, the supporting infrastructure and stuff like that. So um it's a lot more sort of noticeable when you've got four teams trying to squeeze into um you know very small changing rooms already and then you you add in another team that has to change upstairs and full view of the public or another two teams that have to share an open plan sort of area upstairs um and so it's just sort of brought everything uh under the under the spotlight a little bit more and so it had been talked about for quite some time, these these changes, these proposed changes, and bringing it up to speed by the council, and, and, and I suppose nothing had really been done for quite some time. So, um, yeah, there was probably a bit of a perfect storm around the weather bomb and stuff like that in the lead-up to the fixtures this year, which put it really under the spotlight, and then ever since then, um, you know, there's been a bit of a uh, a growing um, concern around bringing it up to speed, like, like a, around the Warren of Fitness stuff, which is just the same as all the other grounds around the country.
1: Okay, so um, before we get onto the ground itself, uh, what are we, we're, we're looking okay at dressing rooms uh, and, and I, I guess more medical type facilities these days, drug testing stations, etc. like that, so we're, we're looking at a, a quite a big revamped look to it.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, just to, like I say, it's it's the same as what we we're experiencing around all the other grounds uh, around the country. So, with with four teams trying to squeeze into that, and and then all of the extra, um, you know, drug testing that happens with the televised matches, um, the the umpires are changing. Um, you know, there's multiple umpires at these double headers and stuff like that as well, as well as match referees, and they're all squeezed into like a tiny little cubicle. Um, you know, so just. Uh, basically trying to bring it up to speed for, you know, the uh, what are the expectations um, when we play such big fixtures and, and grounds like that today.
1: OK, the playing surface itself, um, a lot of, uh, you know, you're a bowler, so there's been times when you've suffered on it, of course, but, um, you know, uh, it, it swings and roundabouts. There are other grounds that work in your favour. And I, uh, the, There's talk about the dimensions here now. Uh, are the dimensions because of uh, possibility of international cricket Or what about domestic uh, cricket in terms of the dimensions there?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, the boundaries are very small. There are grounds, you know, around the country that have similar-sized boundaries as well. Um, But I think a lot of it, like, potentially stems from, you know, uh, possibly a health and safety issue as well, Um, you know, with the number of balls and flying into the crowd and stuff like that as well. But, um, you know, I think that at this stage that's potentially are nice to have, um, you know, around if they're looking at all the things around the ground and maybe that's something for the future. But, um, you know, it's certainly not a, a prerequisite for right now. Um, I don't get, I didn't get that impression at all. But um, definitely uh, the playing surface itself around the block and the wicket block and everything has been awesome. They've, they've updated the groundage on the one side of the ground that doesn't get a lot of sun um, recently and, and the playing surface itself. The, the players enjoy playing there. Um, bowlers not so much at times but um, you know they, they definitely still enjoy the spectacle and, and there's never been any complaints around the, the, the playing surface itself
1: so who's who has to pay for this if it comes to pass that uh, the decision made it, it is to go go ahead and make these changes it, it's a, a what a um, new plymouth city council facility as such administered by them
0: Yes, yeah, so, you know it's it's a it's a new Plymouth City Council um, you know facility. So I'm not 100% sure around where the funding comes from. Um, you know we were asked to make a submission around our um, you know our thoughts on it, and I'm I'm pretty sure we were one of about 600 submissions along with Taranaki and New Zealand Cricket. So um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure whether where the money will come, but you know we 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 were asked to to sort of um, submit something, and um, yeah. Basically, we you know we we're, we're keen to see cricket continue there. It's a it's a huge part of the um, of the, uh, cricketing agenda, especially around the, the Super Smash competition. And you know the last thing we want is to is to see cricket taken away from there. So um, yeah, hopefully we can all work together to find a, a viable solution uh, moving forward. It's tailor
1: made for the Heinz and women's cricket as well, isn't it? Perfect.
0: Yeah, the girls absolutely love playing there, um, as, as do the boys. So um, yeah, it's, like I say, it's, it's a beautiful ground, and uh, just I've got a you know a lot of uh, nostalgic feelings of, of having played there. So um, it would certainly be a shame to see it disappear off the off the off the uh, schedule.
1: The the other thing, of course, that comes to mind if uh, if you can't play uh, cricket there as such, where does Taranaki cricket go? I mean, it's always been quite a uh, strong part of the central district's makeup. So where where does it go uh, elsewhere in Taranaki?
0: Yeah, um, I don't think there's any danger of Taranaki cricket sort of not being able to play there or anything like that. Um, I think it would still uh, um, you know be be accessible to them. It's just more around sort of um, you know the the expectation and the requirements of the game at at, at first class level and. Um, you know, especially, like I say, the, the double-headers are the, are the key, like the, with four teams um, trying to get access um, to all of the facilities there and squeezing in, uh, into everything, it's sort of, it's, it's less than ideal and with the way the game's gone and the professionalism around the game and, you know, the expectations around that, I think, um, you know, we, that, that just needs to be considered so that uh, it's just been, it's literally been given a pass every year purely because of all of the you know the the beautiful nature of the ground and and you know the the great atmosphere that gets created there and everything like that and it's yeah. just probably got to that point where you know something needs to be done and and you know this is we we're, we're sort of like I say the the big the major motivator is for all of us to sort of work together to find a viable solution moving forward.
1: Okay, um, well it's good news that uh, the wheels are in motion. Anyway, uh, how uh, how Central Districts, uh, the Stags, the Hinds, etc., has. How's it shaping up for this oncoming season, which is not that far away?
0: Yeah, we're uh, we're all, we're gathering nicely, a little bit of momentum. Um, we have just had a couple of days as staff getting together before the season uh, kicks on gets underway. So um, the boys are sort of working away uh, pre work and post work and stuff like that at the moment until they come on contract in in September. And um, you know, we're just getting into finalising the contracting process for the for the Hines as well. Um, which is going to be awesome for them to see them get uh, remunerated a little bit um, for for the the time that they give up to 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 play and train for the game. So um, yeah, the, the girls had their first camp just recently here at uh, here in Hastings at the at the uh, uh, sports hub here and stayed in the new hostel and really enjoyed it and had a great time. And um, you know we're really excited about the facilities we've got going on here and and what the what that looks like for the future of all the stags and the hinds coming through the system here. Um, you know around the. The uh, indoor centre uh, half complete here, and and also with the the consent sort of uh, coming in for the for the greenhouse, um, you know, and with the hostel, the pool, and the and the gym here, and the running track, it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, Greg Hay said to me the other day, he said, uh, you know, oh to be a young aspiring cricketer coming through the system right now in Central Districts, it's going to be amazing for 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 those players moving forward.
1: It is. Um, from all accounts, it's absolutely spectacular there. Um, Lance, uh, Ross Taylor, um, available to you at any stage? Have you had any, any chats with Ross? I, I see he's got um, a, still uh, a desire to play cricket. He's putting his name forward to, uh, I think, the BBL. He's looking at a Legends uh, particular series as well. What, what about the chances of him in the in the Stag uniform this summer?
0: Uh, yeah, in a perfect world, Grosco gets, uh, gets to have a bit of a swan song, but we're just waiting to to see, you know, what his schedule looks like when it all gets firmed up. He's got a few irons in the fire around some, some different, um, you know, some different uh, competitions around the globe. And, um, you know, we, we just sort of said we're going to keep in touch with him. And, um, you know, we'll just communicate with him once he knows his schedule and then we'll sit down and sort of see how that fits in with our schedule. And, um, you know, if, if he's available, we'll certainly be keen to have him in and around, uh, in and around the environment, which would be awesome.
1: OK, uh, Lance Hamilton, uh, it's been great chatting to you. I, I really hope. I mean, I'm like you, sentimentally. I just can't uh, imagine no cricket at uh, Pukakara Park. I can't imagine uh, that fan experience uh, going west. It's, it's just too damn good. So I uh, hope you're successful uh, with uh, all the groups that you're going to be involved in and trying to rebuild that, those facilities. Uh, much needed. It's uh, such a special place. Um, mate, thanks for your time. All the
0: best. No problem. Thanks, Smithy. Anytime.
1: Yes, it's Lance Hamilton there, CEO of the Central Districts uh, Cricket Association, of course uh, a former um, international cricketer himself and a stalwart, uh, left arm uh, quick bowler for Central Districts uh, for a number of years, now the administrator there and uh, honestly, uh, I, I don't know, Ricardo, if you've ever been to uh, Pukakura Park, but you know, one of the things that we talk about now, and we spoke the other day to Justin Nelson about fan experience, right? Mm. Fan experience is so popular, uh, so important to the, the product that you're putting forward. There is no better fan experience um, than watching sport at Pukakura Park because you feel like you are actually on top of it. Uh, the, the incredible seating system, natural seating system that uh, they've got there. It's just it's so unique. Players from all around the world have marvelled at that. Yeah, sure, they have come and say, oh, God, look at the boundaries here, but let's just go and have some fun and enjoy It's going to be a run-fest day. So be it. Uh, but let's just enjoy the feeling there. I, I, I remember one of my first ever games of first-class cricket I played for Central Districts against England there in a tied match. We tied. Uh, the, the place just went absolutely berserk, and you felt like the fans were literally in the slipcourt and with you, living with you. I mean... Wow, oh, special, special. Yeah, I've never been Smithy, but it is one of those places that I've often watched games of cricket there on the TV and gone, that needs to be a hard hat area, that bank. That, that really did need to be a hard hat area. I mean, I did I did feel uh, for the safety of of some of the children I saw running around there who obviously were oblivious to what was going
0: on out in the middle at times.
1: Yeah, I think there is that. There is that, but there's, that's the same at any... Um at any cricket ground, to be fair, uh, with the big hitting nature these days, the smaller boundaries, etc. Uh, I mean, I, I've seen Paul sail into Eden Park, and you know, mm. um, and I've cringed at the thought of where they might end up. And uh, and, and even in um, beautiful places like uh, Hagley Oval, the Basin Reserve, you, you see it go up onto the bank or you into the crowd areas, and you think, oh, my God, little kids walking around, running around, uh, which you encourage them to do at cricket grounds these days. Um, uh, they're, they're there, and uh, it, it's, uh, from time to time it does happen, but... This, um, it's the kind of place where you don't take your eye off the game. And and that helps, I think, in that regard. You can see it coming. You get plenty of warning because you you just, you know, I used to play with a guy there called Jock Edwards, uh, who uh, played for New Zealand, uh, of course, but he was a Central Districts legend out of Nelson. Uh, But they loved him there uh, because they knew that Jock was trying, basically going to be trying to hit the ball into their areas from ball one. Uh, and they sat on the edge of their seat. And, uh, and and sometimes when Jock fired at Pukakura Park, it was just it was just something to be uh, absolutely imagined. And there's been some terrific touring sides that have been there. Uh, played against the West Indies there, Ricardo. A very strong West Indies side. And unfortunately for them, what should happen in a touring match is the opposition should bat first. And that at least means you're going to see 50 overs of quality batting. Uh, I don't know what happened was, but they weren't in the mood. Um, the West Indies, uh, to play ball in that regard. So they stuck us under bat, rolled us for about 120 in a very short space of time. Uh, and then uh, they uh, basically set about with Greenwich and Haynes, Gordon Greenwich and Desmond Haynes, about chasing the runs. They only had four people left at the ground. By the time they finished bowling us out and had lunch, they left. and uh, They were that confident they were going to chase it down. They only had four people at the ground. Wow. That was... And uh, they got him none down. They had the number three batsman wasn't even sitting there with his pads on. It was quite, it was quite embarrassing, to be perfectly honest. It's almost To be insulting. absolutely man, manhandled like that. But that was the power of the West Indies back then, and they absolutely took us apart. Good memories of Pukakura Park, and I hope for those people in uh, Taranaki and and, um, and those people that want to go there, that uh, there will be more of them going forward. 11-19 here on SENZ.